And the reading that we're going to be looking at, that uh, Rich is going to take us through, is from Mark's Gospel and chapter 1. Mark's Gospel, chapter 1, and beginning at verse 14. And this is headed, The Calling of the First Disciples. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said, the kingdom of God is near, repent and believe the good news. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little further, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat, preparing their nets. Without delay he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. We thank God for his word. So we're looking at the, uh, the story of Jesus calling his first disciples, a story I'm sure you're all very uh, familiar with, and a story I've heard, I'm sure you've heard many times before. So what new things might we find in this story? What uh, gems might we be able to pick out? Well, uh, there's three ships this morning that I would like to sail. Having uh, been away at the seaside, I'm sure you would be uh, disappointed if there wasn't some kind of nautical uh, theme to uh, the uh, the sermon. And there's three ships that I would like to uh, just sail with you this morning. And, uh, and let's see where they take us. And uh, the first ship that I want to talk about is the call to relationship. The call to relationship. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said, the kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. The call that Jesus gives is a call to enter into relationship with him. And the way we enter into this new relationship has a familiar sound to it, R and B. R and B, a familiar sound. Of course, the R and B is repent and believe. Jesus calls people to repent and to believe, R and B. Repent and believe the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, repent is a funny word. It's, a, it's not a word that's going to uh, enter into many conversations in 2017. It's, 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 it feels like a bit of an, an old-fashioned word, doesn't it? Uh, repent. And uh, one of the challenges that we have in, in the church today is uh, to explain the gospel to people in a language that they can understand. So what are we talking about when we uh, talk about repent? Well, very basically, we're talking about saying sorry. Um, recognizing uh, when people repent, they recognize that they've done something wrong. Uh, when we recognize that we've done something wrong, uh, if we're doing the right thing, we perhaps say we're sorry. 
And in that we are, in, in a way, repenting. It's also uh, about turning away. Uh, repenting has that idea of turning from something. Turning away, perhaps, uh, from a, a lifestyle. Turning away from a, a behaviour and uh, not repeating it. And uh, repenting also has the idea of turning back, of coming back to God. When people come back to God, uh, very often it is in the form of repentance. They recognise they've done something wrong, they turn away from what they've been doing, and they turn back to God. So that's what we're talking about when uh, we're talking about repenting. And that's what Jesus was calling people to do, to repent And also to believe. Well, we know what believing means, don't we? Uh, We know what it is to believe. Believe is about is about trusting. It's about uh, putting our faith in something, and it's about action. Uh, We put our faith and our trust when we believe in things. Very often, it leads us to do things. So that was the call. It was a, a call to a relationship, and Jesus was calling people into. A relationship. And Jesus calls you and I into a relationship. You and I are called into a relationship with Jesus. So that's the first ship, the call to relationship. The second ship that I want to uh, sail is the call to discipleship. The call to discipleship. Jesus said, come and follow me. Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. Come, follow me. The call to discipleship is the call to follow Jesus. And notice Jesus says, come, follow me. Come, follow me. Uh, Following Jesus, we have to do something to follow Jesus. It's not just a sense of of saying something. It involves that, that repenting and believing But then the action is the come and follow me. It's an invitation. It's an invitation to follow Jesus. Rick Warren, in his book, The Purpose Driven Life, says, Discipleship, the process of becoming like Christ, always begins with a decision. Jesus calls us and we respond. When the first disciples chose to follow Jesus, they didn't understand all the implications of their decision They simply responded to Jesus' invitation. That's all you need to get started. Decide to become a disciple. I guess when we, when we look at the story of Jesus calling the first disciples, one of the things that we don't think about is that when the disciples responded, they had no idea what they were responding to. They didn't really know what that come and follow me actually meant. They had no idea. They just responded. And I guess some of us can identify with that because at some stage, many of us here made that same decision to come and follow Jesus and I'd put my hand up and say, I had no idea where that decision was going to take me. I had no idea what it would involve. I just responded to that invitation to follow Jesus. And I guess for some of you, it will have been the same. And the disciples, when they decided to respond, they had no idea what that was going to mean for them. They simply responded to that invitation to come and follow Jesus. 
Do you notice that Jesus calls us from where we are? That Jesus, they weren't in in the temple, they weren't worshipping God, they weren't at a Bible study, uh, they weren't at a convention. They were going about their everyday business. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. That's what they did. And we saw beautifully displayed on the video uh, what that involved. But that was their that was their work. That's what they did. And Jesus goes to where they are, and he calls them. And I don't know about you, but that's certainly my story. Um, Jesus found me. I didn't find Jesus. Jesus found me. Jesus sought me out, and he called me. And part of my calling was. Uh, in the workplace, in the place of work, I found that God was speaking to me. And maybe that's your experience. God will come to where you are and he will find you. Come and follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you. I will make you fishers of men. Jesus calls people from where they are, but he doesn't leave people where they are. He makes them into something else. They were fishers of fish. That's what fishermen did, wasn't it? They cast their nets, and again, we've had a a lovely example of of that this morning with the kids, but that's what fishermen did. Uh, They went out and they caught fish. And Jesus says, I'm going to make you fishers of men. And again, I'm guessing that they had no idea what that meant. The problem is you and I, we sit here and we say, oh yeah, fishers of men, we know what that means. We know what that means. But they would have had absolutely no idea of what they were being called to. And yet, they still responded. There must have been something about Jesus. Something about him, about the way he was, about the way he spoke to them, that enabled them to respond to that call to come and to follow him. And I will make you fishers of men. What Jesus calls them to, well, it was an invitation to be with him. Come and follow me. Being a disciple in Jesus' day literally meant that you followed them around wherever they went. You trailed behind them, you walked in their footsteps, you observed them, you watched them, uh, you learned from them and that's how you were educated by watching and learning what the rabbi, the teacher did and that was what they were. Jesus was calling them to. He was calling them to that relationship, he was calling them to discipleship and he was calling them to be with him. And Jesus calls you and I to the same thing, to be with him. Not just on a Sunday morning, not just on a a Wednesday evening or a Saturday morning in the prayer meeting, but to follow him in every aspect of our daily lives, to walk with him. Many Christians, they come and they uh, come into church and they celebrate Jesus and they listen to the Bible and they sing the songs. The problem is, is they leave Jesus in church. And they think following Jesus is all centred around what they do in church. And they don't realise the invitation is to so much more than what happens in church. The invitation was to follow 
Jesus to come. And he was going to make them into something else. Fishers of men, whatever that meant. What Jesus calls them to. An invitation to be with him. An invitation to, to, to learn from him. He doesn't simply call them to tag along and watch though. The invitation is to participate in the mission of God. The invitation to discipleship isn't a spectator sport. It wasn't simply to observe Jesus and say, wow, isn't that great? Isn't Jesus marvelous in what he does? The invitation to follow him was that you followed him and watched him so that you could do what Jesus did. The disciple attempted to be like the master and to repeat the kind of things that the master did. And that is our invitation that Jesus gives us in discipleship. To get out of our seats. You can't follow Jesus when you're sat in your seat. You have to, the invitation is to come. We have to get out of our seats to respond to Jesus' invitation. It's an invitation to participate in the mission of God. You're not impressed by that, are you? The mission of God. We've heard that before. We know about the mission of God. Jesus invited the first disciples to be involved in God's mission in the world. And they were so excited. That they immediately responded. Jesus calls them simply not to tag along, but to participate in the mission of God. Come and follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. We know the song, don't we? I will make you fishers of men, fishers of men, fishers of men. I will make you fishers of men if you follow. We know the song. We've sung it. We know the story. We've heard it before. The danger is, of course, we we miss what's going on. Jesus' radical invitation to discipleship to follow him. So the call to a, a relationship, the call to a discipleship. We've got two lovely ships sailing out there in the sea. And uh, as is often the case, you're struggling to find that third ship, aren't you? You're, you're struggling to find that, that third thing. And uh, I might have cheated a little bit here. Um, not making up words this week, but uh, combining words. Because the third ship is the call to abandon ship. The third ship is the call to abandon ship. At once they left their nets and followed him. At once. They left their nets and followed him. When you read that story, do you ever put yourself in the story and wonder, would I have left my nets behind and followed? Of course, the obvious answer for the Christian is, yes, of course I would. And it's easy to say that, isn't it, when we sat in, in the pew reading our Bible story, we was surrounded by other Christians. But I wonder, would we have really got out of the boat and followed Jesus? They left their nets and followed him. They left their nets. And of course for them leaving their nets, it wasn't just like us playing around with fishing this morning. Leaving their nets actually meant they were leaving behind their form of employment which enabled them to eat their tea in the evening. They were leaving that behind. 
It was a radical call that they responded to. And at once they left their nets and they followed him. Immediately they left their nets, another version puts it. Uh, they didn't hesitate. There was no hesitation. Uh, I'll be honest with you. When I felt Jesus calling me into full-time Christian ministry, I can't honestly say that I immediately at once responded to that call. I fought it. I tried to put it to the back of my mind. I tried to do other things. I was a bit like Jonah going off in a a different direction. And uh, there was no immediate response for me in hearing that call to leave my nets behind and follow him. It seemed a ridiculous thing to do. Where's the security in, in leaving your job and going off to Bible college? Where's your security in selling your house and using the money to pay for your tuition fee and so that you can live? Where's the security? That, that's a ridiculous thing to do. You'd have to be absolutely balmy to do that. And yet that's what I felt called to do. And eventually, it was a, an eventual for me rather than an immediate it was an eventual, the thing wouldn't go away. And eventually I felt so compelled uh, that I decided that that's what I had to do. The call to abandon ship, the call to leave your nets behind, is a difficult call. It's not a call that everybody will respond to. Rob Bell says, this is strange, isn't it? Why would they just drop their nets? Why would they quit their jobs for some rabbi they had never met? Well, to be honest, we don't know that they'd never met him before. Uh, I think most scholars think they probably had met Jesus before and they perhaps had heard him speak before. Uh, but Rob Bell says this, to have a rabbi say, you can be like me, of course you would drop your net. The rabbi believes you can do what he does. He thinks you can be like him. You see, in Jesus' time, the rabbis... They normally called people when they were a lot younger than the disciples were. And if you were a fisherman, it was because you hadn't been good enough to be a disciple of some rabbi. Because the disciples, the rabbis tended to pick the best of the best students. You had to be an A-star student to be uh, a follower of a rabbi. You had to to show uh, that you were capable. And these were ordinary fishermen. And Jesus calls them to leave their nets behind. And as Rob Bell suggests, they respond because this rabbi sees something in them that maybe they can be like him. Maybe they can do the things that he can do. The call to abandon ship. Life without a safety net. It may appear a little bit dangerous for some people. I'll tell you something else that I bet you never think about. I bet you never think about the uh, the conversation that Peter had when he got home. It seemed a great idea when Peter was on the beach. Have you ever been on the beach and had a great idea? And it seems a, a fantastic idea. And then, of course, you go home and you uh, you share your idea with the family. Can you imagine what that conversation was like between Peter and his wife? I've met this rabbi. I'm leaving the fishing business. I know we've been doing it for years and and my father did it before me and his father before him and that's how we have earned an income but I've decided to to go and follow this this, this rabbi. I don't know when I'll be back. Okay, dear. What do you think his wife said? Have you lost a plot? Get back on your boat. Go and catch some fish. We need to eat. 
The children need new shoes. Where am I going to get the money from? We don't think about things like that. We just uh, read the story, don't we? And think, oh yes, they drop their nets and they follow Jesus. Why wouldn't you? As if it was an everyday occurrence. The problem with familiar passages of scripture is just that. They're familiar. Wow, they dropped everything and followed Jesus. Yeah, we know that story. We've heard it before. The familiarity robs us of the adventure that these disciples responded to. Of of the danger. Did you notice that little bit right at the beginning of the reading in verse 14? After John was put in prison, Jesus went to Galilee. Hang on a sec. This following Jesus business, this preaching this repentance and, and, and believing can land you in prison. I wonder whether Peter's wife knew about that. Hang on a sec. Are, are, these, who, are, these, are these people kosher that you're going to go? I, I've heard that one of them's ended up in prison. What sort of people are you, are you mixing with? Again, we just read it, don't we? Yes, John's in prison. We'd have to go to another gospel to hear his story. And of course, we know what happened to John. Following Jesus, leaving your nets behind is not quite as kind of quaint and tranquil as we perhaps think it is. It's a call to a dangerous mission. It's a call to leave stuff behind. The call to abandon ship. When he'd gone a little further, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in the boat preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. So they weren't just leaving their nets, they were leaving their father. The family business. I wonder what his response was. Yeah, go ahead lads, I'll be okay. I'll do all the work. You, you go off and have a, have a good time with the following the rabbi. Don't worry about the nets, I'll sort those out. I don't think so. But of course we don't know about that because it doesn't say so. We just... We just read it and we just accept it and we don't think about the challenge involved, the danger, the sacrifice. And of course, the question is, what do we need to leave behind in order to follow Jesus? Are the things uh, that we need to let go of? Are the things that prevent us from really being 100% committed to following Jesus? I'm not suggesting that you all give up your jobs and, uh, and come and join me on Monday morning in, in the office. Um, but for some people, that is the call. But are the things that we need to leave behind? Are the things that are holding us back? Do we hold on to things from the past that prevent us trying things new in the future? Are the things that are stopping us following Jesus. What holds us back? What are the nets that we have become tangled in? Are the things that we need to leave behind in order to really follow Jesus? Three ships. And I'm going to give you the opportunity for three responses to those three ships. Because I've got got three baskets here. Sticking with the... uh, the kind of fishing thing that's going on. And uh, 
One of these baskets has simply got uh, a prayer card in that uh, we, uh, we got from the NWA a while ago. And uh, it's, a, it's a prayer uh, about uh, a commitment to Jesus, really. Uh, a prayer helping us to pray that repair, the prayer of repentance. And so there's a prayer card there if you want to enter into a new relationship with Jesus or you just want to renew that commitment to that relationship that you made with Jesus for maybe many years ago. I've got another basket that's got fish in it. And it may be that you hear that call to be fishers of men and uh, that you want to respond to that call by deciding that you're going to be a fisher of men and women. And you might want to take a, a fish and write somebody's name on who you would love to see come into a relationship with Jesus. And you might want to take that fish away and the name and pray for that person and look for opportunities to speak to that person and invite that person. Uh, if that's the case, then you can take a fish. And then the third basket's just got uh, uh, invitations in. And it says, today I'm accepting the invitation to leave behind my nets. And you might want to take one of those because uh, as a kind of symbolic thing that you know that really um, there's things that you need to leave behind or the things that are holding you back or things that are preventing you fully entering into that relationship. So what we're going to do is we're going to play a a song, a piece of music, and just give people a chance to respond. And if you find it helpful, uh, come and take a prayer card, come and take a fish, or come and take one of these, or take more than one. Uh, Mix and match, depending on what you uh, find helpful. So let's play this piece of music and uh, give people a chance just to uh, respond, and I'll put the, uh, the leave your nets behind over here.